we're going to get started this morning. It's good to see some happy faces. <laughs> I'm going to have everyone come in and take your seat. Get everyone in from the cafe. See how you're all doing? Hi, Amber. <laughs> well, good morning. We want to welcome everyone here this morning. We're going to get our services all started. And we're excited that you're here. Happy Father's Day to all the dads here. We are glad that, that you're all here. And uh, aren't we thankful for our father who takes care of us and who loves us so much, our heavenly father that will never fail us and never let us down. Amen? Amen. We are excited that you're here. I'm stalling a little bit because we want to show you a video this morning. So I want everybody to get in here so they don't miss it because it's good. Did everybody have a good week? Yes? Good week? Good. All right. Well, we're going to turn the lights off, and then we are going to cue up this video for you. All right, Lisa. I don't care how late you stay out. Stay out as late as you want. You want to borrow the new car? You want to borrow my credit card? Kids today, they really have it rough. I have no idea where we are or where we're going. I mean, when I was their age, life was easy. Super easy. Why haven't you gotten a tattoo yet? How come you don't have any piercings yet? Yep, we're lost. We are completely lost. Ooh, sports. It, it, just do whatever the mechanic says to do. Vehicle maintenance is completely overrated. Look, whatever the mechanic is asking, just pay him. Pay him whatever he wants. I wish they had soap operas at night. I like that boy. You should date him. You should date him immediately. Well, what about the creepy guy with the motorcycle? He's cute. Yeah, sure. Spring break in Tahiti sounds fun. Hey, make sure you get all your video games done before you start your homework. You don't have to pass all your classes. What? You have a project due tomorrow, and you've known about it for four weeks, and you haven't started yet? Sweet! Doesn't anybody want to know if we're there yet? Remember, if you need anything between midnight and 4 a.m., please come wake me up. Hey, I'm on the phone. Could you bring the baby over and let him climb all over me? Hey! Hey! Can you please turn that music up? Well, we just stopped for lunch 10 minutes ago, but yeah, let's stop again. I never have trouble with my toddler. I never have trouble with my teenagers. I never have trouble with my adult children. You know, she's right. We are ruining her life. Yes, more homework to correct. All right, whining. Yay, tantrums. Mmm, vomit. We just really need to spoil these kids more. Sorry, buddy. I don't know any good jokes at all. You're 16. You pretty much know everything now. I think 18's a great age to get married. Okay, remember, make sure you turn on all the lights before you leave the house. Hey, could you leave the front door open for a couple hours? Thanks. Money really does grow on trees. That's pretty good. All right, good morning, and good morning to you fathers. Happy Father's Day to you guys. Yeah, give them a round of applause. Come on. I'm just saying that because I'm a father? No. Um, thank you guys for coming. If you got a handout um, coming in, 
there's a small card in there called a connection card. And if you are new, and even if you're not new, we would love to get some information on you. So please fill that out and hand that into the offering plate when it comes around. Um, also, if you need a handout, please put your hand up. We have uh, ushers that will get them out to you right away. So keep your hand until you get one of those, and you will get one. Okay, guess what this week is? Does anyone know? VBS. That's right. It's a big deal. Um, I don't think we're going to watch this video right now, but we are going to look at this slide. Um, the VBS is going to be this week, Tuesday through Thursday. That's the 20th through the 22nd, and we are still in need of volunteers. So if you have any inclination at all of helping, you don't feel like you might have any giftings for it, we will find a place for you. So please um, come on up, step on up, and we will get you involved, okay? Um, any questions, find Sharon, uh, amongst other people. We have a lot of people working with that right now. We are also gathering Choices Baby Bottles going on, and they were due, I think they're due today, and there's a basket in the back by the sound booth for you to put them in. So that's the raising of the money, putting in into the bottles, and please turn those in if you have those today. Okay, we have a family in need that has gone through a pretty horrible tragedy recently, and they are trying to move, and they are wanting to move tomorrow, Monday, at 11 a.m. If you feel like you can help, this is just boxes. We're not moving heavy furniture. Um, this is just boxes on, a, on 11 a.m. tomorrow. If you think you can help, it's here in Woodland Park. Park. Come find me. And I will let you know the, the address and give you the last details that you might need for that. But we could definitely use some, some help for that. Um, again, that's tomorrow at 11 a.m. here in Woodland Park. Uh, you may have seen or passed the, the root beers that are in the lobby. So all men, um, go ahead and grab one of those after the service. We have plenty of them. So grab those on your way out, uh, one each. And, yeah, I think that's, that's it for today's announcements. If we could have Larry King come on up. I think he's going to do something with the VBS volunteers. Hey. <laughs> we want to uh, kind of commission our uh, team that's put together the VBS program. They've done a lot of work. Miss Sharon has done tons of work. And uh, we want all of you who are involved in VBS to stand, if you would. If you're cooking, we're feeding everybody every night. If you're greeting, whatever you're doing. Listen, this is not... This is, this is not a babysitting program. This is our way of reaching out to our community. I think there are 44 kids signed up, and uh, 10 or 12 of them are ours. The rest of them are community kids. 
what we're going to do here is we want to impact their lives. We want to love those children when they're here. We want to tell them about Jesus. We want them to go home and tell mom and dad how much fun it is here and let them be a part of the effort to get mom and dad involved. It's a big deal. Anytime we're sharing Jesus with anybody, it's big deal for us. So you all sit down, stand back up. Those of you that are sitting, I want you to know that we need more volunteers. I see that hand. What, what I would like is I would like for you to extend your hands toward these people. Let's speak blessings over them. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for all these people who are giving of their time and energy, that they get to be a part of what you're doing here. I just thank you, Lord, for their energy, uh, for their gifts, for their willingness to share. I ask you to bless them. May they sense the power of your spirit, Lord, living through them as they minister to these children and as we minister to their parents as they, they come in and bring their children and as they go out. I pray that we would uh, reflect the great love you have for us. Bless them and encourage them, Lord. I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to dismiss the children. I took the words right out of my mouth. The ch children could head on down, see Sharon with the flag there. You guys are going to have a great time in Children's Church this morning. Now, if we could have the ushers come on down, we're going to go ahead and um, pray for this morning's tithes and offerings. guys join me in prayer. Lord, we're grateful. And sometimes we don't even know how far we should be grateful for. And so we just pause and thank you for the many, many blessings that you give us in our lives. One of which is your son and your grace. But you bless us in a lot of other ways as well, Lord. I pray that you with us as we live life and spend money and um, have relationships and are stewards of the blessings that it is that you give us daily. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the fathers as well. What a blessing they are and, and what a blessing they are that comes straight from you. Let us give from out of that, those blessings this morning as we give of our tithes and offerings. It's in your name we pray. Amen.
We're going to continue our time of worship together. So if you'd stand with me, let's welcome the Holy Spirit in this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you for being here long before we woke up. I thank you, Father, that you put breath in our lungs this morning because you had purpose for each one of us to serve your kingdom and to serve you, Lord. I pray as we step into your throne room now, Lord, that we will just lay our week aside. Anything that's on our minds is distracting us, Lord. Help us to get focus on you. Lord, we're here for you and to praise you and to thank you for loving us the way that you do. So, Lord, I just pray your Holy Spirit feels welcome here. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you come in even further. Surround us, Lord. Be our covering as we worship you, Jesus. We love you. In your name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Let's enjoy Jesus this morning. Oh, 
got your heart pumping, right? Yeah? Oh, let's just keep praising him.
Oh, he's good, isn't he? He's a wonderful father. We have a new song we're going to introduce to you this morning. Some of you may already know it, um, but it is an anointed song. And I'm just going to have y'all do, I told you last week what I do sometimes, but I'm going to have you do it with me. So I'm just going to have you take one step forward. If you can, you don't have to knock the chairs over. You just entered the throne room. And he has been waiting for you. Isn't that awesome? He waits for us. I don't deserve that. He waits. And when you stepped in to that throne room where he's at, he got a huge smile on his face. And he said, that's my boy. That's my girl. Isn't that wonderful? We're going to sing in his throne room.
conquered all, Jesus. You have defeated everything, and you've defeated death, which is just remarkable when you think about it. I can't even comprehend it, Lord. You are worthy of our praise, Jesus, and we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for all you've done. And Father, we thank you for being a loving Father that will chase us down any rabbit hole we go into. And you will pull us out, Lord. And then you send your Holy Spirit to minister to us and to counsel us and guide us. Lord, you are everything that we could possibly ever want and need. And we praise you for that, Jesus. Lord, as we continue in our time of worship and learning, and Larry gets ready to come up and give us your word, I pray you will surround him and protect him, Lord. I pray he will deliver your truth, that you will give him clarity of mind, that you will completely protect him, Lord, and that truth will go down into our hearts and bury deep down in root, and that you will start bringing it up at the perfect time in each of our individual lives, Lord. 
pray that we will act on it and that we will leave here changed and not be the same when we walked in the door. Lord, we love you. Thank you for loving us first. We praise your name in Jesus' name. You know what's uh, beyond the veil when you walk into the throne room? The presence of Almighty. The presence of God. My friend Mike McNally calls it uh, liquid love. You walk into his presence and he just fills you with love. I've been there a few times, and I never wanted to come out. I had wife and children lined up on a pew behind me, and I was flat out on the floor, and the Lord's presence engulfed me. Nothing else in this life will ever satisfy you if you've tasted of the fresh, liquid love that engulfs you. Pastor Dale had no idea you were going to be here. You know, I, 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 had, I had planned on talking about the prodigal's father. And Jane and I were talking about that yesterday morning. And she said, well, Pastor Dale was here a few weeks ago, and he's talked about the, the prodigal son. I said, but I don't want to talk about the son. I want to talk about the father. Because I remembered when she said that exactly what happened to me that day. I was sitting right over there, and you just beat the tar out of me talking about how ugly that big brother was, and, and I was sitting there in my big brother mode. So we changed the message entirely. Um, they don't have the notes back there. I just have them here. So if you, I encourage you to take notes because you're probably never going to get turned or you're going to think... Uh, I'm keeping you too long, one or the other. Bill Cosby wrote a book that you probably never read. It's called Fatherhood. And it begins with these words. So you've decided to have a child. You've decided to give up quiet evenings and good uh, books with lazy weekends, with good music and intimate meals during which you get to finish whole sentences. And you give up that sweet private times that, that you've savored and you thought that just the two of you uh, and your love would, be, would suffice and you didn't need anything else in life. And you decided to turn your 
sofas into trampolines and to abandon the joys and the leisures of contemplating reproductions of great pieces of artwork. And instead, you now find yourself frantically coping with reproductions of yourself. Why? He went on, and he says this. Poets have said that the reason so many people have children is to give themselves uh, immortality. And I must admit that uh, I asked God to give me a son because I wanted someone to carry on a family name. Well, God did just that. And now I confess that there are times I've told my son not to reveal who he is. Just make up a name. But don't tell him who your father is. Well, I bet you right now he doesn't have any trouble with those sons doing that. After his great fall, they probably don't want to be identified with him. Well, this is Father's Day, a time to honor and reaffirm uh, what God has given to us as responsibilities in our homes as fathers. Do you have a slide one? This is the beginning. That's my father and my mother. And that guy there with the same hairline I have today, they were both 17 when I was born. 17. I told you a couple weeks ago that my, one of my favorite names was pastor. I like pastor, and I like to call pastors pastors because it's like Abraham being reminded who he is. Instead of Abram, it's Abraham. And every time somebody called him that, even though he wasn't the father of anything for a long time, he all of a sudden he kept hearing over and over who he was. He's going to be the father of many many nations even. Well, the next slide, please. This is my charity, Jane and I, when I became a daddy. Charity is setting right there. You've hardly changed. Uh, the first name I loved was Dad. I loved being a dad. And then I became a pastor. And then God did something wonderful for me. He let me in on what love was really all about. He loved me, and eventually I fell in love with him. And I found out that he was withholding from me some of this love stuff because when Charity was still in Mama's belly, I used to lay my hands on her belly and she would kick me. She still do it now. Right now, probably she could. But, you know, it wasn't until she was born 
And I'm standing there, and the doctor handed her to me that I got what Jane was experiencing her whole pregnancy. She, a mama, has a different contact. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just different for a dad. But it wasn't, you know, we, we knew there was a, a present in there that was going to get to us eventually, but I didn't know when. But when the doctor handed her to me, I experienced a love that I had never known. I thought I had it made when I had the woman of my dreams. Well, he had more for me. Uh, can you show this next slide, please? That one's pretty fuzzy. Uh, one more. And we're a little older. There we are. I thought I had more hair back there then, you know? I, I did. I thought I did. Well, the next slide. This is what we have become. Jane and I. This is... This is family, and most of them are sitting right over here today. Being a grandparent, being a grandparent is, it's the ice cream on top of the piece of cherry pie. And in my world, that's big. Well, I want us to take a look at... Uh, fathers, a couple of fathers, as a matter of fact. The word father is defined in the dictionary as a man who is a parent uh, of a human being or a male animal that has produced an offspring. The dictionary uh, says that sometimes father is used by Christians in their belief about who God is to them. And uh, some, some uh, people use that, uh, the Catholics use that in place of the priest or the pastor's name. Phys the, uh, a father is, a, is the male in a relationship that provides the sperm necessary to fertilize the the female egg to produce a child. Physically, that is the only role a father plays in the physical development of his child until after birth, till after the child is birthed. And for some fathers, that's the only role that they ever play in the development of their child. And that is sad. It's sad for them and it's tragic for their children. If I were to list or call out, ask, ask you to call out, but I, but I couldn't hear you anyway, probably, uh, what you thought good characteristics of a father might be, uh, here's the list I came up with. Someone that's caring, someone that's compassionate, Somebody that's loving, uh, that's present, that's knowledgeable and supportive and protective of you. Someone that you could count on. Someone you could depend on being there when you needed them. 
somebody who would teach you right from wrong, someone uh, who would comfort you when you were down. I think that's, that's a pretty fair uh, synopsis of what, what a, a good father might look like. What do you think the characteristics of a bad father might be? Probably just about the opposite, don't you think? In, in every one of those categories. But what if, what if there is a father that's worse than bad? What if, what if there is a father that is evil? What if there's a father who doesn't have your best interest in mind? What if his motivation is to see that his child is as broken and messed up as he is? What if he didn't care about your well-being? What if he didn't reward you by, for doing the good things, but celebrated when you did the bad things? He wasn't there to applaud you when you succeeded. Can you imagine what it'd be like growing up with a father like that? That's not a parable, by the way. There is a father that is like that. It's true in the natural world and it's that there are people like that, and it's also true in the spiritual world. Romans 5.19 says, For by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. So also by one man's obedience, many are made righteous. Who's the one man who made many to be sinners? Adam. By one man's sin. Sin entered the world into us. Who's, who's the man? It's capital M in the way I type it. Who's the man that's going to come that would make us righteous? Every, every kindergartner and up in the, the nursery department today would tell us, Jesus. He might have said Jesus for the first one too, but they would know Jesus is the right answer you give at this house. The evil father is devious, cunning, and heartless. I, we're going we're gonna to look at, at him first because when we leave here, I want to leave you with the good father, okay? I don't want you walking out with mixed feelings. I want you to know who we're talking about. But prior to Adam's sin... He literally and figuratively had no children at all. He did have followers. He had followers, some of the angels from heaven that had sided with him and, and rebelled against God. But he had no children. But once Adam sinned by rebelling against God, the door opened for Satan to have children via the sin that entered into the world. And we were all born that way. By disobedience, many were made sinners. 
And those people refer to, to the one they follow, the ones who are diligent about following him, as their spiritual father. Those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ into our life, we have shifted from who owned us, where we were birthed, how we were with a sin nature. We've been redeemed, and our slate's been written, been wiped clean. You know that little thing you used to write on, and you could lift that paper, and it would disappear, and you could start over again? That's what happened to my sins. My sins are removed from me as far as, as the east is from the west. I don't get it. I don't know how the, the writer knew that. But if you go north far enough, pretty soon you'll be going south. But you can go east as far as you want and just keep on going east. And my sins are that far away from me. They're left. I want you to know that we're, we're, not, we're talking about a spiritual father here, an evil spiritual father. We're not, we're not talking about human beings here. I know people that are non-believers, people that are not saved, who have great morals. They would probably make some of us back up a little bit about thinking about who we are we're going to identify with Jesus Christ. They have great morals. The problem is they have a sin nature. And it's not their bad morals that are going to take them to hell. It's going to be the denying of God's lifeline that's been offered to them. Let's see what the scriptures might say here about uh, an evil father. First of all, I could tell you he's not the one you'd want to invite to your uh, high school graduation. He's not the one you want uh, ushering you down the, the aisle at your wedding. From John chapter 8, uh, the Jews begin questioning Jesus about his father, and Jesus tells them that because they refuse him to believe in him, that they're going to end up dying in their sins. What he's telling them is he's the only way, the way, the truth, and the life. He spoke about God as his father. And the truth of that made them, would make them free if they would just receive it. And they said, well, our father is Abraham. We're descendants of Abraham, and we've never been in bondage. Really? Rome, Pilate, remember? He's right there with them. At that time, they forgot about Egypt, Babylon. They, they forgot all kinds of things. They'd been in bondage forever, but they didn't get it. Here it is from, from the, the actual uh, eight. John 8, 34 to 44. Jesus answered saying, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And the slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. 
I know that you are Abraham's descendants, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. I speak what I have seen with my father, and you do what you have seen with your father. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Do you know what the works of Abraham were? He believed. He believed God, and it was attributed to him as righteousness. But now you seek to kill me, Jesus said, a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God. Abraham did not do this. You do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, we were not born of fornication. We have one father, God. And Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me. And for I proceed forth and came from God. Nor have I come by my, from myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my words. You are, you are your father's son, and, they, and he is the devil. And the desires of your father, that's what you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks, it's a lie. And he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. You ever heard that, that saying, uh, an apple doesn't fall far from the tree? We used to talk about that, about our kids' traits or a friend's trait, and you meet one of their child one of their children, and you look at them, and yeah, that's pretty obvious. Well, it was true for Jesus when he's, when he's confronting these people that they're copying what they saw their father do or what, what's in the father's heart. Spiritually, there are only two fathers. The one we serve is the one that we choose as our father. We get to make a choice somewhere in life. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I'd be glad to introduce you to him. I want you to make a wise choice, a right choice. We get to choose. We can choose a father that lies, kills, and and destroys things, including us, and would keep us in bondage. And those are just a few of his evil little characteristics. John 10.10 says, The thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I have come that you might have life and that you might have it abundantly. Who do you want to serve? Who do you want to walk with? do life with, someone who uses you and discards you and really could care less, or someone who's come and offered us life and life abundantly. What we need to understand is that Satan approves of anything, anything that his followers will do that's contrary to what God would want done in, the, in that moment. 
1 John 3, 8 through 10 says this. He who sins is of the devil, but the devil has, has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been, uh, been born of God. In this, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. John de describes the, the children of God and the children of the devil, uh, and he gets it down to a, a fine little thing. He says, all you have to do if you want to know who, who they're really emulating, who they, who they copy in their lifestyle, who they're serving... Just look at the way they act. I know people who have received Christ as their Lord, where they've said the prayer. If we go months and we don't see any changes in our life as a believer, we ought to go back and start over. Let's, you know, let's don't just say the prayer and think that that saves us. It's Jesus that saves us, that him coming into our lives, filling us, and he begins a transformation in us. Watch what we do. That's how you know if people are walking with the Lord. You know which father they're serving. I was going to read the scriptures to you, but I'm going to save some time from Revelation that talks about the devil and his destination. And you know who he's taking with him? All the people who are still serving him. All of them who have never given their lives to God. Who have never received Jesus Christ as their Savior. Our God, our Father, loves you so much. He sent his only begotten son. I've told you before. There are lots of people in this world I would die for. Because I know where I'm going and I'm afraid of where they would be going. There's not a soul on planet earth I would let my sons die for either one of them or their children or my son-in-law or daughters nobody I couldn't do it and yet God loves you enough I, I, I that's love beyond my comprehension and yet I walk in the benefit of it Peter said, if we would come and humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he would exalt us in due time. Why? Because he cares for us. I want a father that cares for me. See, a lot of people have trouble with Father's Day because 
They didn't have a good earthly father. I get that. My mom and dad were married when they were 17, and I was born a few months later. And I had, I think, a normal childhood growing up pretty much. My parents were young. I'm 13, and they're turning 30. When, we, when I turned 30, Charity was about three. I just, you know, I, I know something about God's love and care for us, and it, it's, it's beyond what, what I deserve. Jesus said, if we ask, seek, and knock, that we'll find and that God will come and he'll give his spirit to us. And I believe that. He's, he says if, I think Matthew 7, uh, 7 through 11, that, that he's, he's uh, got good things to give us. And if we, if we as earthly parents give good things to our children, how much greater are the things that he would do for us? Just imagine with me just a second. Just imagine with me that Father God, the Almighty, the Creator, promised you that one day you were going to see him as he really is. You were going to be able to behold him. And that you are going to be like him. Oh, Lord. What a promise. What an incredible promise. What he has planned for us is beyond anything that we can imagine. And I've got a pretty wild imagination. I can't, um, here's something I have trouble with. How can I imagine the joy that that father has in just anticipating getting to show you your new home, where you're going to dwell, introducing you to those people that you thought were lost, or better yet, introducing you to people that you led to Jesus Christ through your testimony. Imagine what that would be like. Which father would you choose? The one who wants to use you or the one who wants to loose you to freedom and joy? and in his presence forevermore. Choose five. Choose wisely, my friends. Choose wisely. Listen, dads, I believe that you and I are called to be providers and protectors, caregivers, nurturers, mentors, uh, 
there are times that being a dad, you have to be tough. There are times you have to stand, and sometimes there's discipline needed. I wish I'd have known some of the things I know now, and I was a believer before we ever had any children, but I've learned a whole lot in this growth process. They taught me a lot. I wish that every time discipline was administered, that there would have been as much time in my heart and in my mind given to the restoration process. How do we restore? How do we get beyond the brokenness and their sadness that, that dad was a tough, tougher than maybe he needed to be at some times? I don't, I don't know how that works. We have to be tough sometimes. We have to be tender. We always have to be kind. Always be kind. Our families need to see us as fathers. Ask for forgiveness and admit when we're wrong. They need to see us own up. They need to know that we're intercessors for them. That they can call on us and we can pray for them. Here's what I believe is the very best gift we can give to our children, dads. I believe that they need to see how much we love their mother. They need to see how committed we are, how important they are to us. Because I want my sons to know how to treat their wives. I want their wives to experience good life, love, care. I want my daughter, I want my daughters to know what to look for when they're looking for a mate that they want somebody that'll treat her like her daddy treated her, her mama. I choose the good father, the one that laid his life down for me. If you haven't done that, then please come and see me. Don't leave this building without knowing that. You can be a great guy and still miss it. You can be a great gal and still miss it. I needed a redeemer, somebody that could pay the price for my sin. People say, well, why does, why, why does all this nonsense happen in the world? Because of sin. Does God not care? Yeah, he cares, he, he cares a lot. He cared enough to send his son who said, I love you this much. I want you to experience that. Lori.
good word. Larry, thank you so much. Would you stand with me as we sing our closing song and remember that uh, we have a father that loves us so deeply. If you ever talk to Larry one-on-one, -on -one, you'll know that right away, that our father loves us so much. And you won't walk away from that conversation without knowing that for sure. So we're going to sing about that.
some divine appointments for you this week. May he bring people across your path that need help, that need care and love and provision. May he bring people across your path for your benefit that will have words of knowledge and words of wisdom. Hugs at just the right time, a word of encouragement. Experience that in life this week. Go in Jesus' name. Thank you. If you have prayer needs, I'd be glad to pray with you. I don't have anything except what he's done to us.